Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. My friends still rave about the Prosecco I brought last year. Let me help make your Friendsgiving unforgettable. Bordeaux is one of the world's most popular red blends, made from Cabernet, Cab Franc, and Merlot. It also makes the perfect gift for your picky boss. Having turkey and all the fixings? I suggest an easy-drinking Pinot Noir. For white drinkers, try an unoaked Chardonnay. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! guys my name is ryan this is the kingsman report it's the news everyone ignores it is wednesday uh, is wednesday or thursday november the 20th 2019 um tonight i'm going to talk about uh russia captures the tomahawk missiles from uh the u.s and syria there's also been a crypto breach and uh I'm going to talk, of course, see the thumbnail, and there's um, pictures of aliens because they're trying to push this agenda of aliens. So I'm going to talk about aliens and some other news. So stay tuned. I'm going to get everything situated, and then I'll be right back. So the first thing I want to talk about is this, uh, for all my Oklahomies out there. Um, this is from our state, uh, and this was just released today. Uh, it says, Oklahoma court says cities may regulate medical marijuana. This is out of Oklahoma City. And it says, the Oklahoma Supreme Court has ruled that cities may approve some regulations of medical marijuana industry. The court on Tuesday dismissed an appeal by the city of Broken Arrow in a case filed by marijuana grower Austin Miller. Miller said the city exceeded its authority in um, 
in 2018 by adopting regulations including a $2,500 annual permit fee on dispensaries and following marijuana and allowing marijuana to only be grown indoors in industrial areas. The Supreme Court first overturned a district judge injunction blocking the rules and it says now it is ruled that legislative amendments earlier this year to the voter approved law allowing medical marijuana allows cities to use standard planning and zoning procedures but not prevent marijuana businesses from opening. Miller's attorney Ron Durbin called this ruling a travesty because he said the amendments apply retroactively an attorney for the city declined to comment. So I want to get that out of the way since, you know, this is from the state that I'm in. And then I'm going to get into the news. Like I said, I'm going to talk about um, Russia capturing uh, Tomahawk missiles in Syria and is planning countermeasures. And um, also another article uh, about Russia, uh, Russia uh, to cut shares of U.S. dollar national wealth fund. Um, And also I have some news about you know, the president here is threatening higher tariffs if China doesn't make a trade deal. I think you're totally going at that the wrong way. Uh, they've already signed the Asia trade agreement. And, um, you know, they're kind of, you know, trying to bailed out Erdogan uh, when he put tariffs on them. And then he um, has signed the trade deal, the Asia trade deal. So, I mean, it seems like they're kind of cutting us out of the picture. I have an article um, on, I'm going to call him Smollett, but uh, Jesse Smollett files files malicious prosecution counterclaim against the city of Chicago. And this one I think is just funny. Vegan sues Burger King for cooking Impossible Whopper on meat grill. That one is pretty, pretty weird in itself. And then I have one on an inmate ran an online scam from prison and made $1 million. Um... So, if you're ever, you know, were a victim of a Nigerian um, prince, you know, this is a Nigerian prince, send, you know, $100 or whatever, give us your bank account information, Uh, the money probably went to this guy. Um, The reason you see the aliens in in the thumbnail, it says alien life could be more common than previously thought. And I think as they get further to, you know, creating this great delusion that I talked about in the uh, blue beam uh, video that I did and you know where I told you about Warner Von Braun's um, quote on the fake alien invasion the more and more I'm noticing and I'm sure other people are noticing there's there's more talk about alien life and UFOs and and uh, this type of stuff is all over the news um, then I have an article Nearly 3 billion people have lost their freedom in the name of ensuring public order. And this has to do with the internet and its influence in our lives, whether it be political, emotionally, um, and it, how all that ties in together. And um, then uh, the one on the Federal Reserve, because it says the Fed inside the... Um, and there's, if you look at the background of the thumbnail, you can see the, the Federal Reserve in the back. But the Federal, uh, the Federal Reserve is looking into developing a digital currency in the U.S., Powell confirms. 
So I talked in another video that I did where I asked the question, could Bitcoin be the one world currency? And it's, in my opinion, um, you know, it may not be Bitcoin per se, but um, cryptocurrency in general is is traded on such a uh, wide scale and on a world stage that it's already pretty predominant as far as uh, cryptocurrency goes. And just you know, if you if you take in, into consideration that when you get a paycheck and it's direct deposit into your account, you're basically just seeing digital numbers in in your account. So you know, not not a whole lot of people carry around. You know, uh, promissory notes anymore. So it would only make sense that the Federal Reserve is looking at developing a cryptocurrency. I also have an article here um, on the thumbnail. You see that there was a crypto data breach. So um, this is a GitHub crypto wallet data breach. So I'll get into that. I talk a little bit about cryptocurrency on here. And then um, a teen used a remote control car to smuggle methamphetamines across the U.S. border, officials say. I'm going to read this article, and, and though I appreciate the young man's um, entrepreneurial spirit, um, he he's totally going at this the wrong way, and they caught you, they caught him with a whole lot of stuff, and he's probably looking at some time, most definitely. And then I have a, a funny one that I want to talk about, and you, you guys have probably seen this all over Facebook. If other people haven't talked about it, um, you know, you can look this up. And by the way, all the links of the things that I talk about on 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 this live stream are in the uh, link or in the description below, so you can click on the links and and read this stuff for yourself. Basically, just reading news that's out there, and, and people just kind of ignore it and look over it. Uh, this article is a hilarious moment. A vet finds a sick puppy on top of a shelf in a trash surgery um, in a trash surgery after the pooch was left alone for the night. So I'll get into that. It's pretty funny. So I'm going to go ahead and get into this first article here. It says Russia has captured a U.S. Tomahawk missile in Syria and is planning countermeasures. Uh, the key point, it says the Tomahawk is a bit outdated compared to today's supersonic and hypersonic weapons. And here's a tip. If you don't want the enemy to capture your weapons, then don't use them. But if you're afraid to use them because they might be captured, then what... what then what are, are good are they? I'm, I'm sure that's a typo. So then what good are they? It says Russia is crowing that it, it has recovered America's Tomahawk cruise missiles that were launched in Syria but failed to explode. Russian officials have promised that examining two unexploded Tomahawks salvaged by the Syrians and turned over to Moscow would enable Russia to develop new jamming equipment. Having this missile in hand, we can clearly understand what channels of communications, information, and control, navigation, and range finding it has. And knowing all of these perimeters, we will be able to more effectively counter these cruise missiles at all stages of their combat uh, deployment, uh, said Vladimir. I guess his name is Mikhev, an advisor to the first deputy general director of Russia's state-owned Kret Electronics Group. Other Russian experiments said that the Tomahawks would yield secret secrets of the latest missile navigation systems. One called it a textbook on material science, a textbook on technologies falling from the skies. There's a Russian video here, allegedly the Tomahawk debris, though it's hard to be clear of what we are being shown or where the debris was found. 
says perhaps Russia needs to crow about something. It's not clear how many missiles its air defense shot down. Russia claims many, while the Pentagon claims none. And other than downing one F-16s, Syria Russian-made air defense missiles have proven ineffective against repeated Israeli airstrikes. But let's assume Russia did in fact recover some Tomahawk missiles out of out of 59 missiles launched at Syria in April. It is possible one or two failed to explode and were recovered. High explosive weapons frequently don't explode, and 30% of Allied artillery shells fired during World War I at the Battle of the Somme <clears throat> excuse me, might have been duds, while modern cluster bombs have a dud uh, rate as high as 20%. The latest Block 4 version of the Tomahawk is not uh, the 1980s Tomahawk of Ronald Reagan or Operation Desert Storm, but the Block 4 is almost a drone capable of loitering over a target while sending back imagery to ground controllers before being commanded to dive on, the, on a target. It is also capable of, redirect, of redirected while in flight to one of 15 pre-landed targets or to set, a off, or to set off GPS coordinates. Over 30 years, the navigation system and warheads was naturally have been upgraded. But it's still not Cold War subsonic cruise missile that seems a bit of a dinosaur when compared to the supersonic and hypersonic weapons that are being developed today. If Russia, which fields an impressive array of tactical missiles, needs to learn from the Tomahawk, then Ma Moscow has problems, and Tomahawks have been in use for decades. It's hard to believe that Russia has ever gotten its hands on one until now. If it's just a question of jamming the Tomahawk, then the United States will modify the missile system to compensate for that jamming. It's the old chess game of electronic warfare. Whenever new radar and communication systems become vulnerable to jamming, then they are upgraded with new or anti-jam equipment. So the game goes on. So if you guys want to read more on that, you can check out the link in the description. It's just pretty interesting, like this article is saying that it's decades old and it would be surprising even to me if they didn't already have, you know, the technology that, um, to counteract all this stuff, you know, so, I mean, we'll see, uh, from what I understand, you know, their capabilities with their IBC, ICBMs are, you know, up there, so I don't even see why it would, it would even, uh, be important to them to get the information that way. Maybe they want to, you know, reverse engineer and possibly use it on some of their stuff, but I'm sure they're just as advanced as we are. So the next article here, it says, uh, Russia to cut share of U.S. dollar and national wealth fund uh, moles other currencies. So Moscow, it says, Russia will reduce the share of the U.S. dollar and its nation national wealth fund and is considering investing in other foreign currencies including the Chinese uh, yuan. Deputy Finance Minister Vladimir Kolochev said on Wednesday, says Kolochev confirmed at Reuters' report from earlier this month that Russia was planning to diversify its foreign currency holdings in 2020. He said the move was in part meant to shield Russia reserves from external risk. He did not give an exact figure of what the U.S. dollar shares would be trimmed to in the National Wealth Fund. The U.S. unit made up about 36% of the National Wealth Fund, or $124.5 billion, as, the, as of the end of October, according to Reuters' calculations based on finance ministry data. 
and geopolitical risk are one of the key factors in determining the structure of National Wealth Fund, he told reporters on the sidelines of a conference in central Moscow. Russia had stepped up what it calls a de-dollarization process to reduce its dependence on the U.S. currency when Moscow relations with the West deteriorated over Russia's annexation of Crimea in 2014 and its role in the Ukrainian crisis. I can say with certainty that the U.S. dollar will share, or will share will be smaller, Kolachev said. Different currencies are being considered, including the one. Uh, the structure of Russia's international reserves has already changed, and the plan changes to the National Wealth Fund will bring its composition closer to that of the central bank's foreign currency reserves. We're just synchronizing more with the central bank. It says the euro accounted for 30, 30.3% of the central bank reserves as of March 31st, and the U.S. dollar share was 23.6%. The Chinese won accounted for 14.2%, and the pound for 6.6%. Uh, the Japanese yen, the Canadian dollar, and the Australian dollar altogether accounted for 71 or 7.1%. So to me, um, you know, with everything that's going on as far as the trade deals that are being made in um, in Asia, the routes being opened up in the Middle East into uh, the UK and into Russia, and then you know China bailing out or Dogen. All these things kind of tell me that you know everyone's trying to get away from their dependency upon us as a nation, uh, kind of like we're trying to do, or you know the president is trying to do with other nations as far as paying us back debts that they owe us. So I think, you know, we'll probably just see them try to take it a step further and just completely back away. And this is why I also believe that we'll drop a paper currency and we'll all go to uh, a crypto or, a, you know, a worldwide digital currency or a worldwide currency that's not necessarily owned by every nation, but by some type of central uh, banking system. Um where everything's logged on a blockchain, all the you know trades and transactions are kept and interact. So, you know, I'm gonna keep watching this also because it seems that not only is is the world shifting as far as um, you know allies being made, trade deals being made outside of our trade deals, but it seems like people are just you know sort of starting to back away from the U.S. Um, you know, and it's going to open up the door for, you know, our, our money to fall. It could probably send us into a recession. And I've talked about all the, um, repo rates that were going on and the fed base, uh, recently just pumped a bunch of money into, uh, banks, uh, as of a few days ago, I believe. So they're kind of pumping more money into it to give the illusion like we're doing great, but it's just like, you know, you can print a hundred different rare baseball cards and uh, that one is going to lose its value because of the multiple ones that are in uh, circulation so i am going to continue to watch uh, you know what goes on in the financial system and what goes on with the trade deals because it, it, it is our country is dependent upon it. the strength of our dollar is dependent upon it and the underhand deals and the in the you know the backdoor deals that are being done without our knowledge or in secret uh, would definitely affect our economy on a wider scale and if 
whoever comes in after the president we have currently and changes a bunch of the policies that will also have an effect on what happens to our nation economically. So, um, you know, I said that I had an article here about the president threatens higher tariffs if China doesn't make a trade deal. And I don't think that he's going at this in the right way. I think if he, the, the more space he puts between us and them, it's going to cause an issue as far as them, you know, really solidifying their Asia trade deal and, and putting ours aside. So kind of bullying somebody in to take a trade deal, I don't think is necessarily the right move. He may have plans on how he's going to do this, but, um, you know, this article uh, there's, you know, a picture of him there. It says, President uh, uh, Trump threatened higher tariffs on Chinese goods if that country does not make a, de a deal on trade. The comments came during a meeting with the president's cabinet on Tuesday. In the U.S. and China, the world's two largest economies have been locked in an apparent stalemate in trade negotiations that have lasted nearly two years. If we don't make a deal with China, I'll just raise the tariffs even higher, he said in a meeting. Financial markets, which have proven reactive to developments, is ongoing. Uh, in the ongoing trade war, largely shrugged off his latest warning. The U.S. and China agreed to a phase one trade deal in October, but Beijing and Washington have since sent mixed signals about how the countries will move forward. A spokesperson for China's Commerce Ministry said earlier this month that both countries had agreed to cancel some existing tariffs simultaneously. Trump later said that uh, he had not agreed to scrap the tariffs, lowering hopes for a deal. They'd like to have a rollback. I haven't agreed to anything, he said. The White House economic advisor Larry Kudlow said Friday that the countries were getting close to reaching a trade deal. On Saturday, Chinese Vice Premier Liu He spoke with Treasury Secretary Stephen Munchen and U.S. Trade Representatives Robert Leitzer. The officials had constructive discussions according to China's Commerce Ministry and agreed to remain in close contact. The U.S. had imposed about $500 billion in Chinese goods, and China has retaliated with tariffs on about $110 billion in American products. It's just, you know, to me, this is just turned into, you know, one gigantic PM match between all these guys, you know, flexing on each other to, you know, gain more power and more control. Um, you know, one thing I will say, I find it funny that he wants independence from, from other places here and, you know, to threaten another country to sign a trade deal in order to um in in order to keep tariffs raise tariffs to get a trade deal i think that that's just it's it's insanity but he is the president and i am not so this one i i found funny um because of this whole deal here you know um the dude so the guys that were involved in this with him you know, there was surveillance footage that came out of them buying the stuff that they used in this alleged assault. Um, but now this this guy, uh, he files a malicious prosecution counterclaim against the city of Chicago. It says the actor claims that he was the victim of malicious prosecution and caused him humiliation, mental anguish, and extreme emotional distress. 
I'm sure you caused uh, a lot of that stuff. Like you totally brainwashed a bunch of people into thinking that this was fact until the facts actually came out. And then, you know, for the police officers of Chicago that had to spend the time and money when they could be inside some of those uh, gang infested areas of Chicago, taking care of that stuff. I mean, because of who you are, you, you wasted, you know, money and time of these uh, investigators and police department that, I mean, to even do that, you should just let it go, bro. Just let it go. So it says, uh, Jesse Smollett has filed a counterclaim against the city of Chicago. Uh, several Chicago police department officers and brothers, um, Austin Dario and, or I'm just going to call them the Austin Dario brothers, claiming that he was a victim of malicious prosecution that claimed him humiliation, mental anguish, and extreme emotional distress. The following document alleges that the Chicago PD obtained false and unreliable statements from the Onsdero brothers and used those statements as the basis for the complaint against Mr. Smollett. The document goes on to say that investigators ignoring evidence that contradicted those statements played a significant role in the commencement of proceedings against Smollett. The counterclaim... Sorry. The counterclaim demands that the city be barred from seeking reimbursement for the police investigation of Smollett's claim that he was a victim of a racist and homophobic attack, given its inequitable conduct in filing criminal charges against Mr. Smollett without probable cause and maliciously prosecuting him in bad faith. Smollett claimed that he was a victim of an assault in January, which he said was racially and politically motivated, as well as homophobic. Later, he was accused of hiring the uh, Ansidario brothers um, who attacked him and indicted for fi filing false statements. The criminal charges were dropped in March and Smollett has maintained his innocence, but the city of Chicago has filed a $130,000 lawsuit against Smollett in order to recoup the cost of the police investigation, <clears throat> which they should. I mean... I mean, dude, you, you, the, the, the whole thing was just absurd in, in my personal opinion. Like, it's just ridiculous. It says the records in Smollett's case were originally sealed, but a judge ordered in May that thousands of pages of documents on the case be released. Among the documents released were police statements from the brothers who claimed the Smollett paid them to stage the attack, as well as text messages from the office of Cook County State Attorney Kim Fox. Yeah, and the video footage of them going to the convenience store and buying the ski mask and the rope and the and the bleach and all that stuff. Like, you can't, what are you going to argue with video footage where they caught you? You know, you can say that about the text messages and, and, and the other stuff like that, but they caught these guys on video purchasing the stuff that you said was used in this attack. Let it go. Just let it go, man. It says Gloria Schmidt, the attorney representing the brothers, called the counterclaim another sad attempt by Smollett to try to falsely smear the Ansidario uh, brothers, the city of Chicago, and the Chicago Police Department. And she went on to say her clients have been open and honest with the Chicago Police Department. If you guys want to have, you know, a look at this article, you can check it out in the description below. It's just, uh, you know, it amazes me that because, you know, you're famous or you have connections with certain political affiliates that you can just, you know, get away with 
whatever you want to. So this this I thought was was funny. Um, I mean, I can see why it would be upsetting to vegans, um, especially if you have you know a strict diet where you don't eat meat at all. Um, myself, I'm more of like a poultryarian. I eat chicken and and eggs, and and I kind of stay away from you know red meat and stuff. But uh, this article says vegan sues Burger King for cooking Impossible Whopper on meat grill. Which I haven't had this burger, but I mean, you can go into all the conspiracies about what's in the burger, and it's some of it's disgusting. But it says a vegan customer is suing Burger King for cooking its plant-based patties on the same grills it uses for meat. In a, in a proposed claim action filed in the U.S., Philip Williams said the way Impossible Burger is grilled leaves it coated in meat byproducts. He said the burger's tagline, 100% Whopper, 0% Beef, was misleading. Burger King did not comment, but the small print on the website says people wanting the meat-free option can request a non-broiler method of preparation. The microwave. A spokeswoman for the supplier Impossible Foods also told Reuters News uh, Agency that vegetarians and vegans are welcome to ask for their Impossible Whopper to be cooked in a microwave. I bet that tastes awesome. It says the lawsuit filed in Miami federal court. Mr. Williams says that the burger chain does not clearly advertise that the plant-based burger are cooked with meat. He said he visited a drive-thru restaurant in Atlanta, Georgia and ordered the Impossible Whopper without mayonnaise. At no point was he told the Whopper was cooked on the same grill as the meat burgers. He said, adding that had he known, he would have not ordered it. Then my advice is do not go okay first of all um you know if you're i don't i i personally try not to eat out at any fast food restaurants but um <clears throat> if you're a vegan why would you even i mean you don't we don't necessarily know what's in all this food and the, probably the amount of preservatives that's in it is totally going to squash your your you know your vegan mentality once you research what's in it um but my advice if you're a vegan or or you eat like i do you eat clean don't go to fast food restaurants also the handling of this fast food is not necessarily um clean all the time um there's ample videos on youtube and that go around twitter and and uh, you know different social medias of, of the way people treat food that work at these places. I'm not giving these all these workers a bad name, but if you want to eat clean or vegan, my advice is don't eat at fast food restaurants. You had to know that this was. The, I mean, it's fast food. They're gonna cook it as fast as they can to get it out to you. So my advice is just stay away from them. Then you won't have to you know make these silly. Um, lawsuits against corporations like this who have probably a lot more money than you do it says and this is what's even funny in this part of the article mr williams said he wanted damages for everyone in the u.s who bought the impossible burger as well as an injunction requiring burger king to plainly disclose that the vegan burgers and meat burgers are cooked on the same grills burger king started selling the impossible whopper in sweden in may before rolling it out to U.S. stores in August. 
It started selling the meatless burger in 25 other European countries earlier this month, according to Burger King's suggested pricing. The plant-based burger cost U.S. customers about a dollar more than the beef version. Well, it looks as uh, if to me you are getting meat byproducts on your vegan burgers. Like I said, they're trying to whip these things out fast. They're not paying attention if you're if you're you know really about that vegan life. Um, so this next article, and I'm sure you all probably seen the emails in your spam folders about. Um, you know, send money. I'm an I'm a Nigerian prince, or or whatever. You know, trying to scan you out of your bank account information. You know, give me your bank account information. I'll deposit this money into your account, or you know, send me this so much money. And yeah, it's <laughs> so th this guy here. This is an inmate ran an online um, scam from prison and made one million dollars. Authorities say. I'm not going to play the video, but it says a man serving 24 years in a Nigerian maximum security prison used a network of accomplices to conduct an international scam that brought in $1 million, officials said. I'm just going to call him Hope. I butcher that, or, or Mr. Aroke. But Hope Aroke was convicted of fraud uh, four years ago and was held in a maximum security prison in Lagos after his conviction, according to Nigerian Economic and Financial Crimes Commission. While in prison, he worked with accomplices to commit fraud that targeted victims in various nations. The commission said in a statement Tuesday during that time, he was taken to the hospital for an undisclosed illness, and instead of returning to prison, he ended up in hotels where he'd meet his wife and children and attended social functions, authorities said. Preliminary investigation revealed that the convict against established standard practice had access to the internet and mobile phone in the correctional center where he is supposed to be serving his jail term, the commission said. The circumstance of his admission into the hospital and those who aided his movement from the hospital to hotels and other social engagements is already being investigated. Uh, I'm going to call this guy Wilson. A, spokes, a spokesman for the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission declined to provide details on how Aroke was able to attend social events and get perks as an inmate. He said he cannot say whether he paid off prison officials in the exchange for the brief freedom. I'm sure he did. All this under investigation, I cannot speculate, uh, a Warren said when CNN reached him by phone. To conduct his transactions, Aroke used a fake name, and I'm, can't, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, but if you think you can, it is right here. To open two accounts, authorities said he also bought homes in posh neighborhoods and a series of luxury cards registered to his wife's name, authorities said. Convict was also in possession of his wife's bank account token in prison, which he used to freely transfer funds. Says Aroke was arrested in 2012 for internet fraud after he after a return from Malaysia. At the time, he told his victims that he was a computer science student at the university in Kuala Lumpur, uh, Lumpur, but he was the arrowhead of an intricate web of internet fraud scheme that traversed two continents. He was convicted and imprisoned three years later and two counts of obtaining money by false pretense. Uh, check cloning and wire transfer and forgery. 
In the latest game, he targeted victims in various countries. Uh, he declined to provide details on what countries, citing an ongoing investigation. And like I always say, if you feel like you've been victim of, you know, a, a cryptocurrency breach or uh, a credit card scheme or any of those types of things, you know, contact uh, your credit card provider, contact your cryptocurrency uh, wallet provider, and then um, try to handle it from there. But, you know, always look for signs like, obviously, um, strange purchases on the on the card and and I would recommend getting a card that, and most of them do this, that you can shut it down um, from the mobile app that they offer for a lot of them. So, uh, you know, the aliens are in the in the uh, picture there because it says alien life could be more common than previously thought. So, you know, the the more and more we get towards. Um, what a lot of us believe will be a fake alien invasion and a way to kind of scare us in, into saying that, oh, well, you know, a smarter or more intelligent being is the superior in the universe and that we should follow and do what they say. And my opinion on, on that is that it is the Nephilim um, and that, you know, they are involved probably with, you know, people who practice the occult. If you read the book of Enoch, and I mentioned this in a lot of my podcasts that I do, if you read the book of Enoch, they're the ones that taught us, you know, sorcery, pharmakia, um, blacksmithing, um, even abortion. It's it's all mentioned in the book of Enoch is where we got this secret um, knowledge from. So to me, you know, they're pushing this so that, yeah, they can pretty much hand over power to this Nephilim group. Um or, you know, the, the, the abomination or, you know, that abominated creation where the fallen angels, you know, mated with the daughters of men. Um, I think that, you know, this is what these things are. And some people may think that or believe in extra, you know, extraterrestrial uh, beings. I look at them as interdimensional beings, um, you know, spiritual entities, and, and we're all a host we are a host body and if you're not on the you know if you're not following light and you're steeped in the darkness obviously you're more susceptible to this type of wickedness here on earth so uh this article um goes into while some in the scientific community believe finding extraterrestrial life is probably going to take a long time others believe aliens could be more prevalent than previously thought a new study suggests intelligent life is likely to inhabit a star system drastically different than ours. The researchers modeled a theoretical Earth into a binary star system and those two stars and found that 87% of those exo-Earths should have the axis tilted similar to that of Earth, an important ingredient for intelligent life. Multiple star systems are common and about 50% of the stars have binary com um, companion stars. So this study can be applied to a large number of solar systems, said the study's co-author, Yanji Li, in a statement. These types of discoveries have been made in the past, including most recently LTT 1445AB, a distant rocky exoplanet that has three stars. LTT 1445AB is about 22 light years from Earth, and in 2016, NASA discovered a planet orbiting two stars in the in the 
OGLE 2007 BLG 349 system, 8,000 light years away. A light year measured distance in space equals about 6 trillion miles. The researchers compared Earth tilt to the tilt of Mars, noting the extreme variations between the two planets, and then looked at what Earth might be like if it were the Alpha Centauri AB system 4.4 light years away. So if you've ever heard about the Alpha Centauri um, system, the space system, uh, a lot of people believe that this is where uh, the greys come from, you know, the, the, the people in the, uh, the thumbnail that I posted. Um, you can look more on that if you, if you want to, but it says using numerical modeling a, uh, in a Centauri AB, we show the following. There's a star contrast between the planetary um, obliquity variations depending on the host star. Planetary neighbors limit the possible spin state for Earth-like obliquid. Ob ob sorry, stumbling on that word. Obliquidity, stability, and presence of a moon can de destabilize the obliquidity. I'm saying that totally wrong. I know I am. Defying our Earth-based expectations, the researchers added in a study. This, uh, we simulated what it would be like around other binaries with multiple variations of the stars, masses, orbital qualities, and so on, said Billy Quarles, the study principal investigator in the statement. The overall message was positive, but not for our nearest neighbor. Going out further into deep space, the results became more promising, leading the researchers to believe it's a possibility. In general, the separation between the stars is larger in binary systems, and then the second star has less of an effect on the model of Earth, Lee added. The planet's own motion dynamics dominate other influence and um, obliquity, I'm saying that wrong, usually as a smaller variation, so this is quite optimistic. The study has been published in the scientific journal, Astrophysical Journal, and was funded by NASA's exobiology program. A comprehensive study published in June found no evidence of extraterrestrial life among more than 1,300 stars in close proximity to Earth, a hunt that spanned more than three years. A separate study published that month, that month drastically cut the number of planets that could potentially host intelligent life. Noting the definition for the habitable zone, the distance between a planet and a star is likely limited relative uh, to the micro, uh, microbial life. In October, a former NASA scientist published a stunning op-ed saying he convinced he's convinced that space agency found evidence of life on Mars in the 1970s. NASA has uh, vehemently de uh, denied this claim. So if you guys want to check that out, you can look in the uh, in the description for the link. I just think uh, as more and more talk of extraterrestrial life, it, they're kind of just pushing it on us as, as a way for us to accept that it could be a possibility. And if it is a possibility, 
Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. My friends still rave about the Prosecco I brought last year. Let me help make your Friendsgiving unforgettable. Bordeaux is one of the world's most popular red blends, made from Cabernet, Cab Franc, and Merlot. It also makes the perfect gift for your picky boss. Having turkey and all the fixings? I suggest an easy-drinking Pinot Noir. For white drinkers, try an unoaked Chardonnay. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! They're kind of prepare, pre- preparing us for it. I think it's kind of like, um, um, you know, pre-programming us for it, kind of like they do in everything. Um, so this article is kind of long. I don't want to read completely into it, but you, you'll kind of get the gist of it here. Um, It says nearly 3 billion people have lost their freedom in the name of ensuring public order. Now what? Um, So it says over the past year, 93% of people living in countries where federal elections were held were targeted by online interference, according to a new report documenting the global rise of digital authoritarianism. uh, Social media is now tilting dangerously towards liberalism, a U.S.-based organization Freedom House warns. So it says Freedom on the Net found the vast majority of the 3.8 billion internet users worldwide live in countries where governments are using sophisticated technologies to turn social media into a tool for manipulation and social control. I believe they do this. That's why, you know, it's called, um, they pretty much desensitize us is what they're doing. So that's why we see videos of assaults and murders and you know police violence and uh, you know attacks on certain religions and and racial ethnicities we see that to kind of desensitize desensitize us and normalize us to the fact that um it, it affects our emotional state and we produce a hatred and a bitterness bitterness for certain occupations like police departments and and different races and i say this in almost all of my videos that we need, we need to put you know the color aside and think of each other as human beings. We all are a human race, and we're all here. And this life is a journey of self-discovery, and um, you know to have a spiritual ex- um, experience in this host body while we're here on Earth. Um, you know we can't allow a lot of us spend time on the internet, social media, scouring the internet for news and you know bringing you guys news but you can't let this stuff control or dictate your emotional state um, if you do then you just need to shut it down step back and take a break from it at one point i took a break of you know i think a year and a half i didn't i didn't access facebook i wasn't on anything just because it, it becomes so overwhelming that um it just messes with it it, it messes with your mindset um, it can cause, you know, if you read too much negative stuff, it can cause depression, it can cause anxiety. Um, when the realities of it is, is that the majority of this stuff doesn't really even exist in our own personal lives, and, and some not even in the same city that we live in. Um, but, the, but still yet, they want to desensitize us to the point to where it's just normalized and that we just accept it. So... The article goes on to say the internet has given people access to information unimaginable in the past generations, and it has given marginalized communities the ability to communicate their positions and communicate with one another across all sorts of borders. David Kay, the United Nations special reporter 
on the promotion and protection of the right to freedom of opinion and expression and clinical professor of law at the University of California, Irvine, told National Observer, but, he added, it has indeed become a place of harm to individuals, communities, and public institutions. He says the Freedom House report, which tracks developments in Internet access, freedom of expression, and privacy issues, found the, that Internet freedom declined globally for the ninth year in a row, with online election interference and mass government surveillance affecting a majority of Internet users in authoritarian regimes and democracies alike. Meanwhile, as disinformation and propaganda continue to pollute social media platforms and hijack political discourse, an increasing number of governments are exploiting the fight against fake news to enact laws and criminalize dissent and silence criticism, the report warns. While social media platforms have at times served as a level playing field for civic discussion, they are now tilting dangerously towards liberalism exposing citizens to an unprecedented crackdown on the fundamental freedoms, the report says. According to the group's findings, more than 70% of the world's internet users live in countries where people were arrested or imprisoned for posting political, social, or religious speech online in the past year, and 65% live in countries where individuals suffer physical violence or death in retribution for their online activities. The Freedom House report is just the latest in a series of jarring reports highlighting how digital platforms are being used to undermine democracy and human rights around the world. In a separate report released this month, Chatham House warned online political campaigning techniques are distorting our de uh, democratic political processes. The report cited techniques including the spread of disinformation and divisive content on social media, exploitation of online algorithms, use of bots and fake accounts, and use of psychological profiling to micro-target content based on personal data collected through social media. To date, such techniques outpace regulatory initiatives, and the report concluded in this far, there is no international consensus on how they would be tackled. These conclusions mirror the findings outlined in a September 2019 report from the Computational Propaganda Project the Oxford Internet Institute titled the 2019 Global Inventory of Organized Social Media Manipulation. The report found evidence of organized social media manipulation campaigns which have taken place in 70 countries from 40 up from 48 countries in 2018 and 28 countries in 2017. The report warned authoritarian regimes are increasingly using social media as a means of information control to suppress fundamental human rights, discredit polit political opponents, and drown out dissenting opinions. So here's a map, uh, and you guys can see this on your screen, of uh, you know the the countries where you know there's more freedoms, more oppression. And, uh, you know, it says us, Canada, Australia, and, you know, a lot of different areas do have freedoms more than other um, continents in the world. But, um, you know, if, if, if they do get um, their wishes as far as, um, as far as uh, Agenda 2021 20, or Agenda 30, 2030 goes, then... Um, you can look forward to seeing more of a suppression of uh, online activity. Um, you know, certain laws are wanting to pass. I covered an article that actually Dabu 
covered first and I didn't catch it and he's not even in the state and I feel bad that even it slipped past me but Oklahoma's trying to pass legislation I think it's called State Bill 1080 uh, here in Oklahoma where they want to um, get away from the federal control over red flag laws so the feds can't necessarily step in here and say well this person did something our state here wants to control the ability to do that and determine um, in a municipality who they deem a threat or or shouldn't have you know certain firearms and things like that so <clears throat> agenda 2030 continues to be as progress progressive as it is you know, some of the articles that I read go along those lines, the ones that I've already covered as far as, you know, the Asia Trade Agreement, Russia and um, Turkey opening up trade routes through the Middle East into, um, you know, Russia and uh, the UK. They're still setting the foundation for that agenda, whether you want to believe it or not. And then certain states where, you know, liberalism or radical liberalism is because uh, not all liberals are or what the media portrays them to be and not all people are bad just because we have differences of opinion um you shouldn't judge people by those things you, in this country you have the rights and the freedoms to choose whatever you want to um you know but at least leave room for discussion you know don't we don't you know i don't jam my beliefs down people's throats and I don't expect other people to do it to me. If we can all be respectful of one another, I think that we could get along a lot better and uh, be more progressive as a, ra a human race rather than, you know, the divisiveness. Because that that whole point of divisiveness, you know, separating of class, race, uh, gender, all that is part of this agenda where they want us feuding amongst each other. And as we fight amongst each other, then they can continue to you know set the foundation for their takeover so it's a distraction this whole you know um, class separation and stuff all that crap is a distraction from what we should be focused on and that's supporting one another and lifting one another up and uh, you know away from all this stuff so the article goes on says of the 65 countries between june 2018 and may 2019 a record 47 countries were found to have arrested people for posting political social or religious speech online i remember a while back uh facebook was really really bad if you posted too too much um um you know bible versus scripture or whatever um they would block you it was really bad they were doing that and that was a few years ago they're not so bad about it now um but they still you know i know some people they still do it too um it says according to freedom house it says more than seven and ten internet users worldwide live in one of those countries in at least 31 countries users suffered physical violence and retribution for their online activities and 40 countries featured advanced social media surveillance programs and in a record 38 countries, political leaders use bots and fake accounts to covertly manipulate public opinion. Over the past year, 93% of people living in countries where federal elections were held were targeted by online interference, according to a new report documenting the global rise of digital authoritarianism. Overall, internet freedom declined in 33 of 65 countries surveyed, while just 16 registered improvements. For the fourth consecutive year, China was the world's first abuser of the internet freedom, while Iceland was rated its best protector. 
Canada ranked among the top five countries for internet freedom with limited obstacles to access and very few limits on content or violations of user rights. Still, there exists a stark rural-urban divide in access to reliable and affordable internet services, especially in Canada's northern territories, and concerns about mass surveillance are mounting. Uh, it says the findings come on the heels of Canada's federal election and the uh, related debate over how to best protect election integrity and defense against foreign interference in the democratic process. The federal government has acknowledged some attempts to interfere in the election uh, were detected, but said those attempts did not meet the threshold for public reporting. So this goes through, if you guys want to read this, it, it you know, the article basically j just talks about uh, misinformation um, you know, disinformation, um, political influence, social media. Here in this country, um, one thing I'll say is, you know, whether you're, a, a, you know, conservative or a liberal, the Facebook in this country, the social medias in this country lean more towards the liberalism and they shadow ban and they throttle down a lot of people who, um, have conservative views or you know just conservative morals biblical morals and principles um those people are kind of shot down more than than people with like kind of a radicalized liberalism view on life and you know i'm not like i said earlier not all liberals are insane uh, you know i know uh, i'm friends with all types of people i don't let politics for one if you're letting politics divide your you know your friendships without being um you know, responsible and mature enough to have a uh, discussion about it, uh, the, you probably ought to check yourself first. And then secondly, I wouldn't surround myself with people who are just, you know, uh, over-vocalized or demanding that you um, subject yourself to their, you know, their concerns, their beliefs, their ideology. You know, find people who are open-minded, who are willing to listen and talk reasonably with you. Um, you, you know, you don't need to surround yourself with negative people in the first place. Um, if they want to be like that, you know, let them, let them be unhappy in their own way. Um, they don't have to, oops, they don't have to involve you in it. Um, but it seems that, you know, misery loves company and, and people who are miserable just, they want to make the people around them miserable. Um, so I talked a little bit about, um, or I mentioned an article in the beginning that the Federal Reserve is looking into developing a digital currency and I told you I did a video on um, I did a video on um, asking the question could Bitcoin be the, the one world currency like it's talked about in the book of Revelation um, and I always speculated that you know because of the fluctuation in the market and the um, you know the hyperinflation deflation of the dollar and the you know the economic rise and falls and the strength of our dollar and then it devaluates all those things the only thing that would make sense as far as you know having it but the value goes up and down would be a type of cryptocurrency so you can have you know so many satoshis is 48 cents well you can still have that amount of satoshis but that that value of you know satoshis like the minuscule part of a it's like a fraction of a bitcoin um you can still have that same amount of satoshis for instance and but the value you know depreciates or or it, it just fluctuates it goes up and it goes down 
but the amount will remain the same. It's just the value of it will go up and down. So instead of, which is kind of, I mean, it's pretty much, you know, a dollar's a dollar here. So you can't say, well, this is worth a dollar, but you know, the value to us is, well, this is a dollar. So it's a dollar. Well, with that, it can, you know, you can have one Bitcoin and one day it's $10,000 and then the next day it's $9,000, but you still have one coin. So this would make sense as far as that goes. But the only my only fear in that is if it's controlled by a centralized banking system like the Federal Reserve is that they could control the value of it. So I believe, you know, at the end of the day, the currency should be regulated by the people uh, dependent upon the trade, uh, the amount that's in circulation, um, kind of like how cryptocurrencies are now. But uh, this article says the Federal Reserve is looking into developing a digital currency in the U.S., Powell confirms. It says U.S. central bankers have explored the possibility of developing digital currency that would directly be directly available to businesses and households. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell confirmed to lawmakers this week. But we are not currently developing a central bank digital currency. We have assessed we have assessed and we continue to carefully analyze the cost and benefit of pursuing such an initiative in the U.S. Powell wrote in a letter to lawmakers dated Tuesday. Digital currency backed by a central bank in the largest economy would be unprecedented and rise a, uh, raise a host of legal and operational questions. Powell said it would be closely considered by policymakers, but added that the U.S. could be in some way some ways better position than other countries that have looked into such proposals. We are carefully monitoring the activities of other central banks to identify potential benefits that may be relevant in the U.S. context, he wrote. Uh, to date, our observation is that many of the challenges they hope to address do not apply to the U.S. The letter was a response to questions raised by Republican Representative French Hill of Arkansas and Democratic Representative Bill Foster of Illinois, who in September said the central bank should consider a U.S.-backed cryptocurrency to remain competitive. We are concerned that, it, uh, that the primacy of the U.S. dollar could be, long -term, uh, could be in a long-term jeopardy for wide ad adoption of a digital fiat currencies, the lawmakers wrote in an initial letter to Powell adding that it may become increasingly imperative that the Federal Reserve take up the project of developing a U.S. dollar digital currency. Digital currency proposals have emerged throughout the private sector over the past years, including at Facebook, J.P. Morgan, Wells, and Wells Fargo. Though some policymakers have flagged them as potential risk to monetary policy and financial regulations. I think we agree that Libra raises a lot of serious concerns, and those would include around privacy, money laundering, consumer protection, financial stability. Powell said in July of the digital coin announced by Facebook last year, which was a total flop. Um, those are going to need to be thoroughly and publicly assessed and evaluated before this proceeds. So if you guys want to look more into that when you can, it's posted in uh, the description below. <clears throat> but what I find funny about all of it is that, um, you know, they're still, they're still wanting to know the ins and out of, of what, what's going on with Bitcoin. Obviously, I think that they could do this if they ran it on a blockchain. I think even if they ran, um, you know, the way votes are tallied on a blockchain, 
I think I think that would be if you're going to experiment on some, I think that would even be first way to go, you know, test out voting on a blockchain. And then if if this is where you want to go, which I I definitely see this being uh, imperative in the future as far as, you know, having a digital wallet on your phone and being able to, um, you know, buy, sell and trade from from your phone, which, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be a chip in your hand if, um, you know, the ID2020 Alliance gets their wishes. So you guys can read more into that. I just think it's interesting. You know, they're talking more about in relation to taxing um, cryptocurrency sales, wanting to know what's going on with the cryptocurrency kiosk in, you know, cities all over the country, why people are, are cash, cashing in Bitcoin at kiosk. Um, you know, they want to know what um, illegal activities people are participating in by using cryptocurrencies. Um, so on the topic of cryptocurrencies, um, this article says GitHub crypto wallet data breach compromises passwords of 1.4 million users. So security researchers behind the data breach index site have been pawned, said the password data and personal information of 2.2 million users of two websites have been dumped online. Uh, yesterday, I mentioned that, you know, Disney Plus got hacked and a lot of people's information was being sold on the dark web for a little for as little as three dollars. Um, and they were, you know, taking cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, for instance, as, um, you know, a way to purchase that information. But it says on November 19, Ars Tec uh, Technica reported that security researcher, researcher Troy Hunt confirmed the compromised data belonged to accounts of cryptocurrency wallet GitHub and RuneScape bot provider EpicBot. A total of 2.2 million accounts were breached. According to Hunt, the first haul included personal information for as many as 1.4 million users' accounts from GitHub cryptocurrency wallet. The second contained data for about 800,000 users accounts on the self-proclaimed world's safest all-in-one runescape bot provider EpicBot. The stolen inf information reportedly includes registered email addresses, passwords, two-factor authentication authentication keys, uh, monomic phases, and wallet hashes. GitHub officials said that the wallet hashes were not uh, accessed according to what an investigation has suggested. It is not the first time GitHub had to endure a data breach. In June, hackers were reportedly able to compromise around 100 XRP ledger wallets, which resulted in nearly $10 million in stolen funds. Also in June, GitHub warned that there was a phishing scam campaign targeted in its cryptocurrency wallet users. Um, according to the company, GitHub's wallet users were receiving malicious emails from addresses that looked like they were from GitHub at GitHub.com and GitHub.net. Cointelegraph contacted GitHub regarding these latest developments but had not yet received a response as of present time. This article will be updated if new comments come in. And then this gives you know a little information right here. It says, as technology and security improve, hackers, hackers, um, where was that? As technology security improved, hackers have gotten correspondingly more creative with the scams and hacks they carry out. One of the more disastrous hacks in recent years was the Sylvanian-based Bitcoin mining marketplace, NiceHash, 
A hacker stole approximately 4,700 Bitcoin worth about 64 million at the time of the hack in December 2017. The platform called the security breach a highly skilled and organized attack that was carried out with sophisticated social engineering. Don't ever, for, for one, I'm going to say this, don't ever use any um, online free um, Bitcoin mining apps. Don't do that. If, if you, um, I think Windows offers um, a Bitcoin mining, it's a Satoshi mining um, application you can get for Windows if you want to use it. Um, Windows recently changed their, um, I guess the way that they're able to use it. So it used to be GPU, CPU mining, but now it's basically a cloud mining. It's secure as far as I could see. Like I said, I, I, you know, mess around with it kind of like penny stocks, but I don't, um, I don't really, um, you know, I don't invest a lot in it. I don't, um, I don't use it for, for things like that. But if you think you've been a victim of this contact, you know, GitHub and, um, if you see anything you know going on that you haven't okayed inside your crypto wallet then you know contact them and and make a complaint there um so i mentioned this at the beginning and i don't necessarily know you know the young man's motive behind this or who he's indebted with that would cause something like this or if, you know, maybe, like I said, he has an entrepreneurial spirit and, and he was looking for some fast money. But whatever he was doing, um, he got busted. And now, because of this, he, I mean, he's probably going to face a lot of time for this. And I, I mean a lot of time. If you Wait till you see the amount of, of drugs he was caught with. It's, it's incredible. So this article says... Teen used remote-controlled car to smuggle meth across U.S. border, officials say. So it says a 16-year-old boy allegedly tried to smuggle methamphetamine across the U.S.-Mexico border with a remote-controlled car. U.S. Border Patrol agents arrested the teen Sunday, according to the U.S. Customs and Border Protection News released Tuesday. Two drugs have an estimated value of $106,000, the release said. This attempt comes two years after drug traffickers flew a remote-controlled drone to the to drop 13-pound package, the same stuff since across the border, also resulting in an arrest. I am extremely proud of the agent's heightened vigilance and hard work in stopping this unusual smuggling scheme, said San Diego Sector Chief Patrol Agent Douglas Harrison. Agents first saw the boy walking along the secondary border wall with two duffel bags and shortly after midnight Sunday. The release said they eventually found the teen identified as a u.s citizen hiding in the brush obviously they're not going to release his name he's a minor he had 50 bundles of the substance weighing about 56 pounds according to the release along with a remote control car he is facing drug smuggling charges authorities said so I, I thought that that article was absolutely insane. Like, like I said, I don't know what, <clears throat> what, um, you know, it was going on with that you would need to, you know, get that amount of money that fast. But I mean, come on, bro. Um, you know, I'll give you this advice. You have a, a motive for, you know, potentially, um, doing something good with your life. I mean, you have the, the uh, you know obviously you have the uh, 
what word am I looking for here? <laughs> I mean, you have the business mindset, you have the entrepreneurial spirit, you have the uh, energy to go out and do stuff like this. But I'm going to tell you this, man, use that energy and that motivation and go out there and, and start you a business. Do something aside from this. This is just when you got yourself in a lot of trouble and this blemish is not going to look good. If, if I mean, if, if they seal your record, you know, before you become an adult, you might be all right. But I mean, that's a lot, dude. And, and now you got eyes on you and you're, you know, a blip on their radar. And that's never a good thing. So I talked about all that crazy stuff. So I'm going to talk about this because this was going around on social media. And, and I don't know if you guys had a chance to see this. Um, there is a video attached and I don't know if, if they'll, you know, copyright strike me for it or not um, they're pretty hardcore about doing that by the way q is dropping a lot of drops today if you guys are paying attention to that or you're into the whole QAnon stuff uh, but this is a hilarious moment vet finds sick puppy on top of a shelf in a trashed surgery after the pooch was left alone for the night so it says a sick puppy managed to escape her cage while being kept overnight in a vet's office, leaving quite the mess in the morning for staff to clean up. It says somehow the cute pup was able to get out of her container and being and begin running around and jumping all over the small office. By the time morning came around, the vet opened the door to find the office uh, door to the office and found chaos. So you could see, you know, right there the here's the pictures of it. But the dog, like, <laughs> it got up on the. Um, somehow got on top of like the, the very high cabinets and the cage was right beneath the dog so somehow did all this disastrous stuff and then it climbed out of its cage and on top of this um the housing for the crates but it says uh, it looked as though the place had been ransacked with papers boxes and various other objects strewn about the floor the cage door appeared to, uh, to have been flung wide open and then as the camera panned upwards, the culprit was revealed. An innocent looking black and white dog could be seen peering down from the top shelf. Oh, hey there, what you doing? Asked the vet as she opens the door. The dog looks on coyly. She was not hurt, very scared, but very sweet. She was able to come down and snuggle with the, uh, one of the techs and the vet wrote on a YouTube posting. So you could see the picture there. Uh, where the hand is on the mouse, but that's where her cage was flung open. And here you can see where she flung the cage door open was on top of this. I don't know how this dog managed to do that, but it's pretty amazing. So she is happy and healthy. Her situation helped us make sure that it never happens again to keep other patients safe. One of a kind patient. So glad I was able to help her getting feeling better and able to help her tr to trust me. The cage was chained, but uh, she was smarter than the cage and apparently the staff. The video generated some amusing comments from online users. And then you can see the quotes there. Uh, Didn't do nothing, wrote one viewer. And another one wrote, what do you mean? What am I doing? I'm trying to avoid getting torn to pieces by the monster that made this mess. Wrote another in a witty attempt to explain the dog's behavior. So I thought you guys might get a kick out of that. Um, I'm going to mention something in here because yesterday, um, 
yesterday I, you know, I, I talked about, um, you know, PG&E doing another power um, outage in California. And I mentioned, you know, us here in Oklahoma, we're praying for you guys, especially the people that need medical attention, around the clock uh, medical uh, service with, you know, um, ventilators and different equipment like that. And we're praying for you here. Um, and then, you know, a, a person had left a comment in the video uh, from the podcast I uploaded. And they said that there was a petition. And, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I voice my opinion about stuff, which I do have the right to do that. Um, you know, I, I, I said that the people in California, you know, are at the end of the day, you know, responsible for who they vote in or, um, you know, they're the ones that choose who they vote in. And then, you know, they vote these people in under promises that, you know, they, they're going to provide whatever means to, um, empower the people. Well, you know, I, I, I mentioned that, uh, you know, the mayors and the, and the people in the councils and the governor needed to get up and do something and to try to help these people instead of, you know, holding press conferences. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes with, with this stuff, obviously. I'm not, I'm not even there, but, you know, I get messages about it a lot. So this person mentioned that there was a petition to recall the governor. And uh, if you guys want to sign that petition, I also added this in uh, this link in the description below. And you guys can click on that and you can sign the petition. It looks like it's at uh, 8,591. Uh, and it'll probably last through Thursday or whenever they tell you guys that um, they're going to turn it back on. But um, I wanted to mention that with you guys. You know, there's the uh, picture there. It's in the link in the description below, and you guys can go there and sign that. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about before I sign off here is on if you tune into this on YouTube, um, if I changed a bunch of stuff under the about section. And um, if you go to the about section of this page, <clears throat> you can see it here. Um, you'll find the links for the Facebook, the Twitter, um, the streams on Twitch, Discord. Um, it's also available on iTunes, Castbox, Podcast Addict. You can find Instagram it streams on D Live simultaneously as this stream. Um, the, uh, my website is on here also. Um, you can go to Spreaker. Google Podcasts and Deezer, and this is available on all those. You can, like I said, check the uh, uh, email, and you can send stuff that way. And as this builds up, uh, hopefully, you know, more people will join in by calling in to the number that scrolls across the bottom of the screen. And um, and you, you know, I take the calls. I um, I'll it'll started getting more chaotic because I'll have to move around and do a lot more things but there is a chat running um, and it, it's not visible when there's no messages because I don't want it to take up the screen but um, you can chat and it'll pop up on the screen there and um, you know you can call that phone number um, that's also posted up in the um, about section here under the description of, of my channel 
Um, and that number scrolls across the bottom of the screen. You guys can chat. Um, and then, like I said, I try to, I'll, I'll try to monitor the phone calls. It'll probably get a lot longer. The feeds uh, or the streams will get a lot longer. Um, but, you know, this is, it's just building up. I've done this for years before. You know, I have my press credentials. Uh, I wrote for local papers. Um, and I had, you know, had various experience in investigative uh, reporting and uh, journalism. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get off here. Um, if you guys like the video, go ahead and give it a thumbs up. And if it's your first time tuning into this, subscribe to the channel. Um, I try to go live around 7 or 7.30 because there's other guys that I like that I actually love their channels. Uh, one is Dex J, and he's with Marfugal News. And then, um, of course, you know, Marfugal TV and Marfugal News. Adam with those guys. But, I, you know, I was doing this on a lower scale before um, all these guys started taking off. And before, you know, you could stream was even relevant back then. Um you know, I took a break from it because some of the articles that I wrote got me in trouble in a small town and inevitably got me arrested. And I kind of had to just back out uh, on on writing um, in general. Um, I kind of stay away from that part of it because I have to go back to that town a year from this month. Um, and I, I'm not trying to cause any more problems than I already caused there. Some of the articles I wrote... Um, you know, brought the attention of the state uh, bureau, and um, a lot of the people who I was exposing there uh, got arrested or, uh, or, or got fired or under investigation, and that bureau is still there investigating in that town. So, um, you know, this is me just getting back into it. Um, but like I said, if you guys want. You know, Marfugel News and Dex. Dex is awesome at the technology stuff. I cover a little bit of technology stuff here. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm not... I don't have the background or the experience like Dex has. Another one that I really like is uh, Dabu77. And you guys should definitely go check him out. Um, he does a lot on DLive. Um, but, yeah, Marf... Like, I, and here's another thing. I try not to cover a lot of the stuff they cover. Sometimes we, we will cover the same stuff. Uh, but sometimes, you know, we cover other things aside from uh, that, you know, just they have the stuff they cover. I cover certain stuff and I kind of pay attention so I'm not stealing, you know, uh, anything from from what they talk about. And, but like I said, I'm small. I'm just trying to grow this out. But if you guys are interested, you can go to the about section, go under links. You can follow on all the stuff there. Um, you can email me information at kingsmanreport2019 at gmail.com and you can always call in at 1408638 and just enter the meeting ID number that's 534-233-4758 and then you'll hit the pound sign twice and that'll bring you to me with the phone system that I use which I use Zoom I don't use Skype um, I can take multiple callers at once and um, if I have to I can do video um, but if you call, you'll be put into a waiting room, and from that waiting room, I, I can break out of what I'm doing here, and then I can go back into there. So I'm going to go ahead and get off here. Like I said, we're praying with you guys um, in, in California that are dealing with the stuff that's going on over, over there. Um, if you guys are interested in any of the links that I covered to, or any of the news articles that I covered tonight, all of those links are in the description in the below this um, video. And... Uh, 
you know, you guys spread the word, try to get it out there and, and we'll try to cover more, more things, you know, just crazy news. Um, I have other videos, you know, I talk about the evolution of, um, project blue Beam from 1937 to where it's at now. Um, you know, talk about voice of God technology. I cover the, the fires. Um, I cover the protests in various places and, um, you know, just try to keep up on as much as possible. But there's so much news that happens and, and information is always coming in everywhere through every outlet. And it's just kind of hard to keep up with everything. So once again, if you guys want to go to the about section, you can follow the links there. So my name is Ryan. This is the Kingsman Report. It's the news everyone ignores. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in or watching this video if you check it out. Uh, just subscribe, uh, hit the notification button. I usually post this early on after, in the afternoon after I get everything situated, what I want to talk about. And then you can click on one of those links and hit the uh, reminder button and it'll pop up before I go live. So until next time, uh, y'all bless and shalom. Right now, when you come in and switch to T-Mobile, you get the amazing iPhone 11 Pro on us with iPhone XS trade-in. <sighs> Aren't these mountains majestic? Joe, are you even looking? I'm posting these amazing pics I took with my iPhone 11 Pro. It has three cameras. Whoa, those pics are amazing. And you have service too? T-Mobile. Their newest signal goes farther than ever before. Uh, then you can look up whether these are bear tracks, right? Or we could just run. Come to a T-Mobile store today and get iPhone 11 Pro on us with iPhone XS trade-in. And right now, get four lines for just 30 bucks a line with AutoPay. Switch today. Contact us if you cancel or credits may stop in full price due, plus taxes and fees via 24 monthly credits for well-qualified customers with qualifying service and finance agreement. Zero down with trade-in plus 3125 times 24 months. Pre-credit price $999.99. Zero percent APR while supplies last. Right now, when you come in and switch to T-Mobile, you get the amazing iPhone 11 Pro on us with iPhone XS trade-in. <sighs> Aren't these mountains majestic? Joe, are you even looking? I'm posting these amazing pics I took with my iPhone 11 Pro. It has three cameras. Whoa, those pics are amazing. And you have service too? T-Mobile. Their newest signal goes farther than ever before. Uh, then you can look up whether these are bear tracks, right? Or we could just run. Come to a T-Mobile store today and get iPhone 11 Pro on us with iPhone XS trade-in. And right now, get four lines for just 30 bucks a line with AutoPay. Switch today. Contact us if you cancel or credits may stop in full price due, plus taxes and fees via 24 monthly credits for well-qualified customers with qualifying service and finance agreement. Zero down with trade-in plus 3125 times 24 months. Pre-credit price $999.99. 0% APR while supplies last.